Hello and welcome to the Kentucky High School Sports Podcast. My name is Troy Howell and um, I'm going to be previewing week two of the playoffs. Uh, let's quickly just go through some scores from week one. I'm recording on Saturday, November 6th. Uh, the games were Thursday and Friday. Most games were blowouts and not even worth talking about. Um, Dunbar barely got by Lafayette, 21-19. Lafayette only had two wins. That's not a great look for that district. That district is struggling. They probably won't put out a team that can win the third round of the playoffs in that district. Um, Scott County got by a great crossing. Looked like it was a great crowd. It was 21-19. Uh, that was one of the closest games of the night, but that just sets up a game against Frederick Douglass, which is going to uh, be... Project Douglas, of course, is a heavy favorite where they won, I think, 35 nothing over Scott County. The score was close for a while, but I think the, uh, the advantage is going to be with Douglas. So that's kind of took a little bit of the luster off that Scott County game last night when you know that your likely winner is going to lose the next game. Um, Brian Station, they uh, got by. Um, they, they really handled Clark County easily, 45 nothing. It was a one-score game earlier in the year. Due to it was a really odd score uh, that it was so low earlier in the year where they barely beat um, Clark County, but they had a lot of turnovers that game. Didn't seem to be focused, but they obviously made a statement last night, and that's what I expect out of Bryan Station. I expected that big win, and they bounced back well. Uh, Madison uh, Central they really beat Oldham County. Oldham County was getting some hype out of the Louisville area earlier in the year, and. Seemed like it might be a pretty close game, but uh, Madison Central easily uh, forty-two to nine over the Oldham County uh, high-powered offense they're supposed to have, but it didn't look too high-powered, I guess, last night. Um, and then another score of note was uh, uh, let's see, Murray twenty-seven, Caldwell County thirteen. That sets up a Murray Mayfield rematch where Murray won over Mayfield, I think, last year like three overtimes, and Murray's won two straight over Mayfield. Uh, Murray Mayfield and Caldwell had all beat each other during the district, so uh, that was uh, interesting. Uh, they all had one-to-one record, so that was an interesting result. Um, Hazard took down Sayre 24-21. That sets up a big rematch against Pikeville. Um, Pikeville was upset by Hazard last week or last year in the second round of the playoffs. I think it was 21-12. It's going to be an interesting game again at Pikeville. Um, I had Sayre ranked fifth in class uh, A and uh, Hazard fourth, so expected a good game, and it was. So those are mostly the scores that stood out. Ashland defeated Russell 52-42. Both teams struggle uh, in comparison to last year, but uh, that is a big win for Ashland in a rivalry game. So um, let's move on and let's look at some of the top. uh, I've got four top 25 matchups. On the slate for next week, according to my rankings, we've got number 13, Manuel, at number 3, St. Xavier. Number 20, Ballard, at number 14, Trinity. Number 16, Lexington Catholic, at number 5, Boyle County. And number 24, Graves County, at number 12, Owensboro. So let's talk. Off the top of my head, I'll give you thoughts about each game. Um, according to the um, Prep Rally podcast that I, I listened to that's done out of Louisville, um, Jason Frakes was saying that um, Jawan Northington was not going to play against PRP. I can't find stats from last night's game between Manuel and PRP. It was a closer game than, than the regular season, so I assume he did not play. And uh, I think he said the coach said that it was 
maybe unlikely that he would play in the next game. So if Manuel doesn't have the star running back you want on Northington, it's going to be really tough for them to beat St. X as they struggled with St. X even during the season. It was a pretty easy win for St. X. So uh, that, I mean, Manuel is a top 15 team, but I think St. X should take that one pretty easily, especially if Northington does not play. Then you've got number 20 Ballard at number 14 Trinity. Uh, Trinity is a team that uh, when the the year started, I had them ranked, I thought, I think maybe fourth or fifth in the state and, Everyone kept saying that's too low. They need to be number one in, um, you know, Class A by far, or at least up there with Mail. And people talked up Trinity, and I had them apparently too low in their opinion. Uh, or, but really, um, I had them too high, and um, they really struggled. They played some good out-of-state competition, but they lost almost every game. They did beat St. X from uh, Cincinnati, who was ranked, and so then I moved Trinity. Uh, up real high, and, you know, then I had them too high, people said. You know, like, why are they uh, in the top ten in the state? Uh, they they just go by the record. And then, you know, Trinity struggled with Ballard, and uh, and uh, they, you know, beat Eastern by a whole lot less than a team like Cal beat Eastern. And then I moved Trinity down to, like, number, I don't know, 13 or 14 in the state. And I said that Cal's maybe the third best team in Louisville. And then I get on, people get on me because I got Trinity too high. Or, or excuse me, apparently I had them too low because they should be higher. So Trinity's been impossible to rank. And uh, I'm going to err on the side of, you know, earlier in the year I said, well, they definitely beat Bauer. Then I'm like, well, Bauer can beat them. And then it's like, who knows, you know. So this game could go either way. But I'm not going to get on anybody for ranking Trinity too high or ranking Trinity too low. Um, so <laughs> basically, uh, let's just say that it should be a really good game here. And... Uh, and also, I'm watching the Manchester City, Manchester United, Manchester Derby game, so I'll give you some commentary on that. Manchester City, I'm happy to say, just scored and take a 2 nothing lead right before halftime. Um, let's move on to the next game, Lexington Catholic at... Oh, so Ballard Trinity, I'd say a little advantage Trinity. They've got history on their side. They're playing at home. Trinity could win by 20. Ballard could win by 3. Uh, it'd be odd to end a Ballard blowout, but... Could go, you know, could be close. Uh, Lexington Catholic at Boyle County. Uh, Oh, one more thing. And then if Trinity ends up making the quarterfinals, that could be an interesting trip to Bryan Station if Bryan Station gets out of their district. Uh, That would set up a really interesting, intriguing, close game in Lexington. Um, Number 16, Lexington Catholic at number 5, Boyle County. This was a close game during the season. And um, let me just uh, pull it up here. This... This game was, I think it was a one-score game. Let me pull up Lexington and Catholic's schedule here. So it was um, 16 to 10, uh, Boyle County. So it could be maybe the best game in the state. The, the game is at Boyle County, uh, as was the game in the re- regular season. I give the advantage to Boyle County. They're playing really well. They beat Frederick Douglass recently uh, in blowout fashion. But Lexington and Catholic's interesting. They've... Got some early season wins that look pretty good, like that win over Covenant Catholic by seven. Covenant Catholic keeps playing better and better. Had a huge blowout win over Highlands last night. They're a, you know, top twenty, top twenty-five team, and they 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 got that win there. But you know what? I watched that Lexington Catholic Lexington Christian game over at Lexington Christian, and Lexington Catholic seemed like didn't belong on the same field as Lexington Christian. They lost forty-three-seven, and that kind of said, you know, can Lexington Catholic really if they they just did not look like they belong with LCA. Can they really go in and beat Boyle County? But they played Boyle close. And, you know, Lexington Catholic, they're not going to – I mean, they beat Scott County, who's 
not in the top 25, but they're borderline top 25. They beat them 41-40 a couple weeks ago. So it's not like Lexington Catholics has the same resume as Boyle County. But, um, you know, it's, it is interesting that Lexington Catholic um, belongs on the same field as Boyle County according to the regular season result, but not as Lexington Christian. So does that just show how good Lexington Christian really is? I think maybe it does. Um, I think Lexington Christian's just kind of on their own level. There was one guy that was giving me such a hard time saying that, you know, Lexington, uh, Lexington, uh, well, basically trying to predict some Boyle County games, saying that uh, Boyle County was going to get uh, beat pretty bad by Douglas, and uh, that turned out to be wrong. And uh, <laughs> it's just kind of interesting what people have been thinking this year. They really thought that um, they've had a hard time understanding the Boyle results. You know, how do they lose to Lexington Christian, but how do they blow out Frederick Douglass? Well, I'll tell you how, you know, Douglas is about the same as they were last year where they had some ups and downs and, uh, and then Lexington Christian's really good. They're better than they were last year. So anyway, I don't know how I got off on that, but, um, Lexington Catholic at Boyle County, I expect Boyle County to win. If they're going to be, uh, if they win that game, it, they've got a really easy path getting number one in the RPI East. They, you know, while in the quarterfinals, they'd have probably a pretty easy matchup. All you got, uh, Johnson Central, perhaps traveling to Corbin, slugging it out, and that could be a brutal game there for both teams. And then, then you got the winner, perhaps playing Franklin County, and then you got Lexington Catholic, or Lexington, Boyle County, or Lexington Catholic, whoever. I mean, they're they're both one and two in the RPI. Whoever wins that game would have a pretty easy path. They'd be playing like a Logan County or somebody uh, in the uh, semis, perhaps. So uh, very important to get that number one uh, RPI. That's going to help Boyle County a lot. And this game has a lot on the line, meaning this could be Boyle County's hardest game between now and the final game. And then finally, Graves County at Owensboro. Graves County 24, Owensboro ranked number 12. Uh, during the season, it was a pretty good uh, result here. Pretty close matchup. Let me pull up the Graves County schedule. Uh, Graves County, uh, they lost 35-28. So not a bad result. That game was at Graves County. This game is going to be at Owensboro. Graves County only other loss was the week one against uh, Mayfield, um, and that was by a 35-21 score. So Graves County, I think they can compete with Owensboro. They've got a very good uh, run game. Um, I think I saw Clint McKee. I think I saw Region 1 Sports podcast say that he is the leading rusher in Graves County history. He's got 1,398 yards just this year alone. And he has 31 touchdowns, so they're going to rely on him. Owensboro has been a very good story. They uh, Their only loss came uh, with uh, Gavin Wimsett playing, but that was 51-38 to St. X opening week. Not a bad loss there. St. X, very, very good team, top three in the state. Owensboro has a win over Davis County, 49-42. Davis County is the top 20 team in the state. That was week three. But then Gavin Wimsett retired, I guess, and went uh, to Rutgers where he did complete his one and only pass so far last week. It was one of one and came in on fourth down on the quarterback injury. Came in completed a pass for 13 yards. It was a big pass there. And uh, Rutgers win uh, over who knows who they played. I don't really keep up with the bottom of the Big Ten, you know. Um, but um, it was a, a good win there. And um, But Owensboro has really, you know, I had them ranked like, 
you know, top 11, top 12 in the state. But then Gavin Williamson left. I'm like, well, should I drop him a little bit? And I did. But they haven't missed a beat. They've played really well without him. Uh, and so I think that, I mean, they beat Henderson 55-18 two weeks ago. Last week, easy win over Grayson County. So I think Owensboro with a guy like Kenyatta Carbon uh, playing really well on both sides of the ball, I think that they're they're going to be the favorite over Graves County. So anyway, those are the four ranked versus ranked games. Um, so I'm going to have in my rankings, Mail, LCA, St. X, Corbin, Boyle County, South Warren, Johnson Central. Uh, and then, who knows, because my mouse is not working. Uh, then I've got uh, Beachwood, Woodford County, Frederick Douglass, Cal, Owensboro, Manuel, Trinity, Davis County. Lexington Catholic, Pikeville, Southwestern, Bryan Station, Covington Catholic, Ballard, Franklin County, Mayfield, Graves County, Glasgow. So, the um, they posted when the games are going to be for the finals at Kroger Field. They're going to be uh, December 4th. Let's see, 5A is December 4th at 4 p.m. And then uh, I think the games are that fr- that Saturday and that Friday. So that weekend of December 4th, uh, I'm planning on going to, I'm planning on, I can't, I don't think I'll be able to work in three games each day. So I'll probably skip 1A at noon and 3A at noon and then do the other games. I may skip 6A if I think Mel's really going to blow out St. X. So definitely want to be there for 2A uh, if it's Beachwood LCA. Definitely want to be there for 4A probably no matter what. And then 5A should be interesting as well. Those are the three that I'm most intrigued by. Um, so I made my picks on Twitter right before the um, final started, or right before the playoffs started, and uh, just want to go over them really quick. I picked Pikeville over Russellville in A. I picked LCA over Beachwood in 2A. I wanted to pick some upsets, so I picked um, Bardstown over Cal in 3A, but that one could go either way. And, you know, it would be a safer pick to pick Cal because Bardstown-Glasgow is going to have to play each other likely in the quarterfinals and Cal's going to avoid both as the top those are top three out of the west Cal would avoid them until the finals so Cal's got a pretty easy path to the finals they earn that with the top RPI but I, I think that um you know Glasgow has been doing good with their backup running back but they've suffered an injury to Scott earlier in the year at running back I believe so could be a slight advantage for Bardstown even though the game is at Glasgow so that's my upset pick is, is Bardstown on 3A I didn't just want to pick my top-ranked team in each class, so I'm going with Barstown. I like Barstown. I think they got a very good team. Uh, Clark at quarterback and then Greenwell at running back. They've got a lot of weapons. Watched them last year. Play. Uh, 4A, I picked uh, Boyle County over uh, Corbin. Wouldn't be surprised if it's Johnson Central in the mix as well for the finals. And then uh, Franklin uh, could make a run as well. But um picked Boyle even before the um, – when they were – kind of struggling earlier in the year. They lost to LCA. I just think that like, boy is boil. I just think that's it. I mean, they, they've been on the stage before, and uh, I just – the win over Douglas just solidified it. Uh, Cole Leonard playing incredible football, and uh, Jagger, Gillis at quarterback. Man, who's better at the quarterback's uh, sneak? I mean, is it Hergott or Gillis? I mean, those two are unbelievable at running the ball from the quarterback position. Uh, so that's a 4A, 5A. Okay, 5A, my pick is a coin flip between the winner. The projected semifinals are South Warren at Woodford and Owensboro at Douglas. 
I think the winner is going to come from the South Warren Woodford game. I think whoever wins that, I think it was. I think South Warren's a little bit more of a complete team. They've been there before. They got the experience. They were in the mix. A good team last year. Woodford's kind of on the rise. Let's. See. Woodford has played good teams. They played top. 25 teams like Glasgow, who they blow out and they barely beat Franklin, but they haven't played like a top 10 team. South Warren is really, really good. Um, but the game is at Woodford, and I wanted to pick an upset, so I picked Woodford. I would pick a Woodford-South Warren final, but the, like, it's probably not going to be that way based on the way the RPI is breaking. So I had to pick only one to make the final, so I picked Woodford. And then I think it'll be a coin flip between, I mean, really, Southwestern, Owensboro or um, Douglas, but I think it's going to be uh, Douglas just getting by Southwestern in the quarterfinals, just like they did last year in a real close game. And then I think it's going to be Owensboro this year traveling to Douglas. The home teams won the last two years they played. This will be the third year. I'm going to go with Owensboro just as an upset. I think I think it's so fine margins. I did want to pick an upset, so take Owensboro to the finals again this year, and then I'll take Woodford County. So... Even though I think South Warren may be the best team, I think traveling over two hours to Woodford may be tough, so I'm going to give Woodford County the pick in that. And then 6A, I'm going to go with, um, man, maybe I'll take Brian Station beating um, Trinity in the quarterfinals. and then I, But I still want to go with, and man, that St. X Davis County game is going to be really good coming out of the West um, in the perhaps semis. I'm going to go with St. X Mail in the finals, and I'm going to pick Mail. I'm, I'm not going to be... Um, I'm I'm not gonna be crazy and not pick mail, so I'm 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 gonna pick mail. But I think that could be a good match. It was during the regular season, good matchup. So finally, why do people um all year they kept going back to the LCA Frederick Douglass score when I said who's the best team election? They kept going back to last year for that one, where Douglass won really good, really big win. But they didn't go back to last year for the male Trinity game. Mail was destroyed by Trinity in the finals, I believe. They could hardly gain any yards. But people realize it's a new year in 6A, but they didn't realize it's a new year in Lexington. That's what I want to understand. And I know maybe they said, well, Trinity lost you know, 21, 22 starters. Mail returned most people. That's true. But people act like that Burton and Crowdis for Frederick Douglass are like chopped liver. Like, oh, who cares that they're gone? And I'm like, you got to have a line to be good. you got to have a run game, you know. And so um, I just don't know why... People like to go back to last year sometimes in some classes, but not others. That kind of boggles my mind. But any, anyway, it's about this year. And so um, I just I, I think that's interesting because people keep keep wanting to go back to last year, but you can't go to week two of this year. But then you go back this year, but you can't. I, I, don't, I don't know. The rankings get really fun. It's been a real fun year of rankings. So anyway, finally, uh, last is that team. What about that team from uh, Inglewood, California? That scored 106 points. Um, uh, not this Friday, but last Friday. Uh, over a poor team like Morningwood or something. Inglewood, 106 points, 13 touchdowns from the UCLA commit, Justin Martin. Throwing touchdowns like a two-point conversion to go up from 104 to 106, just running up the score. And um, and then there's a journalist out there for the LA Times, uh, Eric, uh, I'm sorry, I don't know how to say the last name, Sondheimer or something. And, um, you know, he reported on it and said that it was basically the team had seven transfers at Inglewood. That's their top players. They shouldn't be throwing the ball in. They shouldn't be running up the score. Dick Vitale got involved. He said the coach should be fired on Twitter. Um, lots of people weighing in. And um, 
it seemed kind of classless to me. You know, why are you scoring 106 points and why are you going for it and everything? And and then uh, it became this big story. Uh, and then the Inglewood, uh, so then the reporter who is for the LA Times, he said he was going to the game. And then I, I look on Twitter and I'm not going to say they're threats, but people from Inglewood was not very kind to him. And um, basically uh, kept saying, you know, they would apologize, but they wouldn't really apologize. And then after they won last week in their first round of the playoffs, they said that uh, the players nor the coaches would speak to the media. And they didn't even – they did win. They didn't speak to the media. Um, and they said it's it's basically one guy from the media talking about Eric, I believe, ruined it for everybody. And uh, I'm like, come on, y'all. Like, people keep defending Inglewood, uh, you know, and say – and I'm like – you can't score 106 points and win 106 nothing and keep throwing touchdowns at the end. I think that's classless. And then and then some some people say, well, it's uh, Morningwood should be able to to live with it, even though they got beat. Their kids should if they're they shouldn't be wimpy and be sad. And it's not it's not bad form because the other kids aren't tough. It's bad form just because it's bad form. It's like not part of the sports etiquette. There should be sports etiquette that should be considered by coaches. I don't blame players. I blame coaches. And so apparently the team is usually not that good, and they're all kind of in a frenzy and fired up and don't want people talking about bad about their team. But come out and do the media after the next game, you know, and don't have people um, just send kind of veiled messages to reporters about that are just – not wanting you at their game and when they're just saying the truth. So anyway, what do you guys think about this scoring the 106 points? I, I think it's been kind of interesting. I've been following that story. Uh, I don't like it at all. And then I don't like it when people are um, rude to the journalists for reporting it and then they don't talk to the media. And people there just, uh, I don't know, the people there seem to be very offended very easily. And... Uh, you all should research that story. I put some stuff on Twitter about it. So send me something on Twitter at T-E-E-R-O-Y-H-O-W-E-L-L and let me know your thoughts. Those are mine. So um, thank you for listening. And uh, if you are if you like it, like it, subscribe it, share, let people know. If you don't like it, let me know as well. See what I can do better. And uh, we've got our basketball preview as well. So keep your eye out for that. That will be dropping soon. Thanks.